in the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so I've kind of been wondering, I wonder how many fishermen, if any, Jesus called out to who did not follow. Like I have this image of Jesus walking briskly along the Sea of Galilee, calling out, Moshe, Yahshua, follow me, and nothing. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. Nothing. Ha, they exclaim. That Jesus, he acts like we do not have mouths to feed and our father's businesses to tend. And who could blame them, those who chose not to follow? They were busy. They were working at their livelihoods. Also, John the Baptist, the forerunner to Jesus, had just been arrested by the authorities. If it was dangerous to follow John the Baptist, then it would also be dangerous to follow Jesus. We owe our faith tradition in no small measure to the courageous choices that were made by these men to let go of what they held dear to follow. It is absolutely no hyperbole to say they're letting go, they're saying yes, they're trusting and following contributed to the transformation of millions of lives. I've also been wondering, which boat would I have been in? What would I have done? Would I have been like Moshe and Yahshua, my imaginary fishermen whose names we know not because of their lack of courage, their lack of faith? Or would I have jumped out of my boat splashing through the sea? I don't know. Which boat would you have been in? The truth is, Jesus is always calling us to follow him. I'm struck by the imagery of the fishermen's nets. <clears throat> Simon and Peter casting theirs out, hoping to catch fish, of course. Fish, a source of food, an income, a livelihood. Likely their safety and security <clears throat> were dependent upon their ability to successfully throw a net and catch fish. In James and John, we can assume theirs was a somewhat prominent fishing family because they were not hired hands. They actually employed hired hands, which means most likely many people depended on them and the success of their father's business. There they were fixing those necks because too many holes mean too, many, too few fish. These fisher folk, though, they were just doing their job. And here comes Jesus, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Not only do they follow, they immediately follow. They just drop those nets. This has me wondering again, what are the nets in my life? Where do I believe my safety and security resides? What am I holding on to, possibly gripping even, 
that prevents me from fully following in the way that Jesus calls me. What is it for you? Is it holding on to some version of success that requires so much of our heart and our time and our energy that we give God the scraps of our lives? Is it a sense of security that comes from hitting a targeted net worth? Is it an insatiable desire for esteem and affection? Perhaps it is a false sense of control of our, over our own lives, or I don't know, I'm probably not the only one who does this, thinks I can control other people's lives too. <laughs> I have some family members who would like to pipe up right now. Is it an addiction to technology, alcohol, all kinds of things? I have an inkling of what I cling to. What is it for you? Where are you gripping? The sacred call is transformative, David Cooper writes. Inherent in transformation is old life and new life. And the path from old life to new life always requires letting something go from the old life. In both the reading from Jonah and our gospel, there is a call to repentance. You've probably heard this word before, metanoia, which literally means turn, turn around. It is a compulsion to turn away, turn away from the things that interfere with our deepening in our relationship with God and with one another and with the world. And it also means to turn toward, to turn back home, to follow, to turn into the loving heart of God that is always waiting to receive us time and time and time again. Follow me, Jesus called, turn toward me, and let's go. This path of transformation will challenge us to let go of things we hold dear. It will cost us much, and we will gain everything. Where in your life is Christ calling you forward in faith? If you're afraid, hey, that's okay. That's actually the wisdom of your emotions honoring the importance of the choice before you. Sometimes following Christ means going far away to new places or new people, new missions. Sometimes, I think more often, following Christ means staying right where we are, but with a new heart. Always, the sacred call is transformative for us and for those around us. Father Richard Rohr writes, two universal paths of transformation have been available to every human being God has created, and they are great love and great suffering. Great love and great suffering. In my own life, it is the brave, generous faith of others that has carried me through doubt and grief and also inspired me to risk because of their great love. I especially remember the infectious joy of a friend long ago who was passionate in her seeking and her wondering and her serving, and I was just swept up in it with her. 
and it burst my heart open into new ways to pray and explore my connection to God. Changed my life. Her love of me changed my life. It is also true if we live long enough, we will encounter stock market crashes and real estate busts and marriages crumbling and unwanted diagnoses and all kinds of really, truly difficult things. Paradoxically, as Rohr said, it is in these moments that we often realize how illusory our perceived understanding of safety is. We recognize the transitory nature of those things that we thought would save us. We do not desire difficult experiences like financial hardship or relationship challenges or health scares. And they can be catalysts to the transformative truth that when our nets are empty, when our false idols tumble, the one who beckons us to follow never, ever, ever lets us go. Never, ever, ever lets us go. My guess is the reason Jesus called Simon and Peter and James and John in pairs, two by two, is because we each, yeah, we can only walk our own walk, but we are not to walk it alone. And this following business, it is not only about us. Follow Jesus and others will be drawn in too by the courageous compassion and faith that we carry. We need Christ and we need community. When you're afraid, I will bolster you. And when I am brokenhearted, I'm going to trust you will hold me. The kingdom of God is here, Jesus says. Follow me, and others will follow you, and the kingdom will grow. Amen. Amen.